podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Savannah. And we are your ghost hosts. This week, we're talking about Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. This sounds like where the contestants of The Bachelor and Bachelorette go after the season's over. You would be surprised at how accurate the name is. And we will get into that. I... I want to preface that I didn't look anything up for this episode, so all the information will be new to me. But it's this all is, surprises. Yeah, this is where the rejects to Bachelor in Paradise go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a mix of like uh, Survivor and Bachelor in Paradise. You know, like in Survivor, they get sent to Exile Island. Mm-hmm. This is the Exile Island for Bachelor in Paradise. It just makes sense that way. All right. Well, let's give a good topic summary. In the southwest suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, it's one of the most haunted cemeteries in the United States. From floating orbs and a two-headed monster to ghostly apparitions and phantom farmhouses. Are these ghostly encounters real or just made-up stories passed down from generation to generation? Let's dive in. Savannah, have you ever heard of Bachelor's Grove? No. Um, I think it's funny. Is it apparated farmhouse? So the farmhouses aren't real? It's a phantom farmhouse. What the, what's a, like this, what's a phantom farmhouse? I have a whole thing written up for you later in the episode that breaks down exactly what a phantom farmhouse is and why it's called that. So don't you worry your sweet little self okay I got you (laughs) I'm gonna learn you today thank you I gotta learn something because that I don't know a haunted farmhouse to me sounds like one of the options they give you on house hunters like this is our third option listed for 3.42 million dollars and like you know it's it's going really high guys it's a phantom farmhouse built in the (laughs) 1700 yeah that's what it sounds like to me you could be on that show honestly that was so good thank you oh my god that is not what it is um let me tell you when i was doing research for this episode and specifically when i got to like the phantom farmhouse i was like like checking over my shoulder you know like i was like a little spooked out really um yeah it was creepy and i was like sitting there zach was at on the couch i was at the kitchen table and i was like I'm really glad he's here because I don't want to be alone. <laughs> oh my God. And I mean, I have my dogs, but that's a little scary because it was a little scary. Ooh, the so, only thing I've heard about this episode is Chicago, Illinois. I've been there quite a few times. <laughs> so you have Sammy, your friend, and I guess she's my friend too. I don't really know her as well as you know her. I love Sammy. I think she's great, but I would consider her like your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Chicago now, right? Yeah. My grandpa is also from downtown Chicago. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Have you like, have either of them like told you anything about the cemetery? Do they know about it? I feel like Gerald is so sketch anyways. Like, I don't think he would tell me anything about this. I'm definitely going to call him though after this episode and ask him Please and then do. school him. Yeah. But Sammy has also school not mentioned him. it school him I'm gonna teach him what's what Gerald but Sammy has never mentioned this to me either oh interesting well I I didn't know anything about it until I heard from my future father-in-law Ed he was telling me all about this spooky haunted cemetery in Chicago he grew up basically in Chicago it's Hammond Indiana but it's like right on the border of Chicago Mm -hmm. um 
I think if I have my geography right, <laughs> I want to say that is 99% true. And he was like, you have to do an episode about this. He's like, it's so good. It's so interesting. I have a personal account from it. So we will hear later on from Ed himself about his personal account with Bachelors Grove Cemetery. I am so excited to hear from Ed. I feel like that's a first encounter. Like it is. It is truly a first in like a first person encounter. I've heard it before, but I'm excited to hear it again, especially after doing research with the like on the cemetery. Um, and it'll just make it all the more creepy, you know. I I love hearing first encounters because you know, like I'm all for it. Like I'm all for people having those experiences and like believing in opportunities for what's on the other side. And like that to me, like it's gonna freak me out. Like this isn't slightly scary it's like moderately like above. yes <laughs> this is a precursor for the episode this is a moderately scary episode <laughs> ashley be warned i know don't listen to this on the way home and at night in the dark like i'm freaking out and i i lighted a pumpkin scented candle to make me feel better i love that well i've attached some pictures to the document for you savannah and these will be the ones that i post on our instagram just so you can kind of get an idea of what the cemetery looks like it's a little sketch it is what's up with the with the prison fence there it's a really creepy just like busted old fence around it but i don't think there's that sign anymore because i didn't see it in any other like new photos Mm. but there's for people who aren't looking at our instagram there's a sign that says bachelor's grove cemetery at the entrance and like i was saying i don't think that's there anymore barbed Um, wire there's barbed wire on the top of the like what are people doing i didn't see that i i mean we'll get into it about some things that have happened there that probably is the reason there's barbed wire on there but you can also see in the third picture there's a pond that will come in very handy to know about is the barbed wire to keep people in or keep or keep like or keep the spirits in or is it to keep people out it's to keep people out it's not to keep spirits and I'll let you know that that is creepy. I know. Oh, I would hate that. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop speculating and I'm just going to let you take over. Are you ready to get into it? Say the magic words. Let's dive in. So the settlement at bachelor at the bachelor's Grove began in the 1820s. So that's like kind of how far that this dates back. However, immigrants didn't start making their way to Bachelors Grove until 1830s to 1840s. The initial settlers were of Irish, Scottish, and English descent and were often called American Yankees. I thought that was very fun. And they came from Vermont, New York, and Connecticut. Ooh. Yes, the second round of settlers were from German descent and they arrived from Europe. They started arriving around the 1840s and they were the primary group of settlers for the next 50 years. So I just kind of wanted to throw that in there so people could see like how old the land is. And I mean, it's older than that because it's like land and earth and whatever, but like just, you know, when it was settled, I think that that's an important piece of information, but surprisingly the name bachelor's grove cemetery actually has a pretty literal origin of it 
So according to Stephen H. Rexford, who settled at Bachelors Grove or also called The Grove, was what the cool people are calling I it. I know. I was like, wow, it's in <laughs> The Grove. Have you been the to Grove. The Grove? Exactly. <laughs> in 1833 or 1834, this settlement was named after four single men, including himself, that settled in that area. It's, so, but it's called Bachelor. Bachelors. Bachelors. Bachelors Grove. But that's not his name. No, but like, because they were single. It's like Bachelors. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And he was included in that like group of four men. So that's like one of the things that they have some evidence of, of where like the name came from. Oh, it just sounds like four guys that went to college together and like, hey, y'all, like, exactly. you want to get together and get some land together? Like, <laughs> we'll call it like bachelors, bachelors Grove. Yeah, no girls are allowed. <laughs> well, Bachelors Grove Cemetery is actually one of the oldest cemeteries in South Cook County. Mm-hmm. The first known burial of the cemetery happened in November of 1844. The person buried was Eliza miss leonard h scott i don't know why but that was in parentheses um miss leonard h was in parentheses oh okay one of the last burials at the cemetery there were two of them laura m mcgee in 1965 and robert e shields in 1989 they were cremated and then buried in their family plots Mm, okay and there were around 200 graves or there are i should say it's not like the cemetery is like gone there are around 200 graves and 82 lots within the cemetery Mm, okay but here's some small little bit of very interesting history that has no hard evidence to support it are you ready oh my god yes So this cemetery has a lagoon in the back of it behind the fence. Like you saw in the picture. What is a lagoon? What's different from a pond? Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Just a pond lagoon body of water. If you're listening from home, go to our Instagram so you can see the pond I'm talking about. It has been speculated that several Chicago based crime families use that body of water to dump bodies, including Al Capone's posse. So creepy. That is that's why it's a lagoon because it sounds more (laughs) creepy and it's got body juice in it. Ooh. Oh my god, Al Capone was there. Yeah. So this there's no like hard evidence backing this up, but I saw a few uh articles talking about like, you know, that it was speculated that this happened, which is like very creepy to think about that there might be a bunch of bodies at the bottom of that water. Oh, don't my love gosh. that. Have they ever like tried to dig it up? I don't know. I couldn't find anything like saying that they have. But on a bit of a lighter note, Bachelor's Grove, staying true to its name, was also a spot for teenage drinking and lovers' lane soirees in the mid 1900s. Ew, it's like you want to go make out with uh, Miss Leonard H. Like pull up <laughs> oh our like pull up our little Fords and then just go make out by some graves. Like I never understood that in the movies. Like why do people just go up to graves and just like let's make out right here? I would never go to a graveyard to make out with someone. You know, I love graveyards. I think they're beautiful. I think they're like 
very cool places to go and explore. I would never make out with somebody. That seems disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But. Oh, no. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just saying. (laughs) Who's going to go look for a bunch of teens at a graveyard? Well, now, you know, I know the secret now. I guess (laughs) Savannah's going to go hunt down these teens that are disrespecting. Scandalers and your little soirees. I'm coming for you. I'm coming (laughs) for you. I guess back in the 1950s, you wouldn't think about it, but that's weird. I don't like that. I don't like it either, but it's part of history. So Mm. they did it. You can't stop it now. (laughs) Well, once the cemetery became further isolated, it became a breeding ground for darker activities. And STDs. And STDs. <laughs> Vandalism at the cemetery started to pick up in the 1970s. Many of the headstones were stolen, broken, spray painted, and defaced. There has even been evidence of attempted grave robberies and satanic rituals happening at the graveyard. Bro. I know. Bro. Satanic rituals? Yes. Grave robberies? Yes. Spray and just, paint. <laughs> spray paint. <laughs> just straight up disrespecting like people's resting sites, which they also thought that many of the headstones that were stolen were actually like thrown, thrown into the pond quarry that was nearby. That um, is so sad. I know. It's, it's <sighs> awful. I don't know what causes people to do that and be disrespectful to people that have died like that's just rude don't do that we don't condone it no absolutely not that's bad don't do that yeah but could all of these horrific actions be the cause of many paranormal ongoings absolutely i'd be pissed if someone threw my head (laughs) if someone threw my headstone in the creepy lagoon next to al capone's victim like i'd be pissed of course i'd be hot in that place i'd be pissed off that's some stupid ass shit of course i would oh my god I agree. I totally agree. I think that when a lot of like bad things happen in one area, it creates like a certain type of energy that makes it easier for ghosts to stay around and it gives them a reason to be there. Poltergeist, Pet Cemetery, the Willard Library, possibly with an asterisk. But I mean, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I totally, yep, 110%. All right. Well, let's get into some of the paranormal histories, Savannah. Bachelors Grove Cemetery is said to be one of the most haunted graveyards in America. Ghost stories about the cemetery have been circulating since the 1950s. The majority of the stories are similar to other graveyards, floating orbs and such. But there are some stories that will send chills down your spine. Oh my God. Now. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's just do it. One of the most popular stories told about bachelor's Grove cemetery is that of a phantom farmhouse. Original sightings of this house date back to the mid 1950s. The house people claim to see is a small two-story white house with a porch and wooden pillars near the porch. Some have claimed to have seen a light shining through the second story window, a swing on the front porch, and a small white picket fence. While the house appears similar in every account, it is never seen in the same place. Even the houses are pissed. The houses are pissed off. They're so mad. Oh my God. So Sav, you were asking what makes it like a phantom farmhouse? Like why is it phantom? 
So one of the reasons it's known as a phantom farmhouse is because upon one visit to the cemetery, you will see the house and it will look as real as your own house. But upon the second visit, you won't be able to find the home at all. That's whack. I know, but that's not the only thing. Other reports will say that they have been to the cemetery and saw White House with their own eyes, but after they left, they'll hear from the locals that no house actually exists in that area. And I read that like a lot of people were even like too scared to like go back and check to see if the house were still was still there. Nope. Nope. I wouldn't either. It sounds like I'm going to keep making a lot of references, I guess, in this, but have you seen the haunting of Hill house? No, because I feel like it's too scary for me. That's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, not that it's popping up in different places, but the rooms and shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, thank you. <laughs> well, there are even more variations of the story. Other reports have said that they will see a transparent image of a White House when they come upon the graveyard. And the light from the second story is said to have flickered with a yellow-orange hue as if it were lit by a candle. Nope, that's where all the ghosts meet monthly to figure out who they're going to haunt. Nope, that's the ghost meeting. Everyone just comes upon it. They turn on the candle and they're like, all right, who's next? Mm. Who's our next target? Which one of these 10 ghosts are we going to designate to go out and hit up? Exactly. I feel like they have meetings. The light is honestly just the summons. And then everyone gets together And they do this kumbaya. That's some scary shit. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, others have claimed that they will see the house in the distance, but it shrinks as they get closer to it and it will eventually disappear. So here is an actual account of the Phantom Farmhouse. This is a direct quote from Disappearing House written by Pete Krapia. And he's the founder of Bachelors Grove Cemetery and Settlement Research Center. In July of 1976, three brothers decided to stop by the cemetery while they were on their way to a carnival. Not a good, I mean, not a good starting point. For why? Heads up. Don't do this ever. (laughs) During their visit, one of them made a comment about getting a sandwich from the nearby house. As the two brothers looked in the direction of where it was located, one of them stated, I didn't see that house when we came in. Maybe it's a caretaker's house. All of them continued to walk around the area. And upon leaving at 8.30 p.m., they noticed that the house was no longer there. It was not until October of that same year when they learned about reports of the disappearing house near the cemetery. There were no indications as to the exact location where the house was sighted, but it was described as a small white house with a golden light coming from two windows. Hell no. It gives me cold chills. I know. My God. Ugh, I feel, oh my God. Ugh. I hate it. I'm like scared to look at my camera. Oh my God. <laughs> There's nothing back there that I can see. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. No, of course. Of course. All right. Well, the next story that we're going to talk about, the next legend is the farmer and his horse, also known as the two-headed monster. Well, people are farming around that area back then. Well, the legend of this haunting dates back to 1870s, Savannah. And it is said that a farmer and his horse were plowing the land when all of a sudden, for some unexplained reason, the horse ran into the pond next to the cemetery, taking the farmer and the plow with it, which resulted in the death of both the farmer and the horse. No. I know. It's scary. No. Some reports have claimed to see a farmer and a horse in that area, 
but other claims are much more terrifying. There's, there's some people that have reported seeing a two headed monster lurking in the pond, crawling from the water onto the bank. And sometimes this two headed monster is seen crawling into the pond and disappearing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this two headed monster is said to be tied to the contorted farmer and horse. I want him to be stuck with that bitch ass horse in the afterlife. <laughs> if it killed me, no, we're not going to be kumbaya on partners in the end. No, we're not going to come up with like a whole other vendetta scheme of like merging our bodies and being like a weird <laughs> horse man, like Bojack I- horseman. <laughs> no. I could cry. I'm like so scared. <laughs> Just thinking about it is like I so know. scary. I'm using humor as a cover up. Thank you. I appreciate very it. Scary. Very <sighs> scary. All right. This is a direct reading from the farmer, farmer and horse by Pete Krapia. One of the earliest reports of a two-headed monster is mentioned in the 1989 book, True Tales of the Unknown, The Uninvited. It tells of an elderly couple driving west late at night on the Midlothian turnpike when they approach the pond next to the cemetery, which happens to become 143rd street at a certain point on its own. They both witness movement near the bridge that crosses the Creek next to the pond. Shortly after they each witnessed a two headed man approaching from under the South side of the bridge crosses in front of their headlights and heads North what is now called Rubio Wood Forest Preserve. They then proceed to drive faster and left the area. Good for them. I know. Don't stop. Don't, don't investigate. St- no, don't. You're not Scooby-Doo and the mystery gang. No. You don't got your mystery machine. No. Clearly they wanted to be left alone. They were just trying to get back home. This horse plow human thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, like I'm just... tired of haunting people tonight. Like <laughs> I know, literally... Like... I'll just walk in front of your headlights and go home. Like literally <laughs> night. the house told me that I had to work seconds and I'm just like so over it. Like I'm just trying to get home. Well, there are many other ghostly sightings at Bachelors Grove Cemetery. A woman in white, dark figures, a black dog with red eyes, and even phantom vehicles. But <laughs> we don't have time to go into all of those stories, especially not when we have a guest waiting to tell us their own personal account at Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Well, I have the honor of welcoming our esteemed guest, Ed, to Slightly Scary. So welcome. Thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see that how excited he has. Ah! Yeah. He's, we've been talking about this for months, it feels like, right, Ed? Yes. Yes. I uh, you know, I'm, I kept asking Sabrina, when am I going to be on? When am I practically gonna be begging me? That's <laughs> oh right. my gosh. That's super exciting. I can't wait to hear your perspective after learning about this place. I'm very scared. I feel like you're going to make me even more scared. Well, that's the interesting part of this story. And you're going to hear it shortly about, you know, the timing of this whole thing. It's another incredible piece of this. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I do want to say, you know, I do want to do my introduction as I am the future father-in-law to be. Uh, yes. You know, so, 
That is yeah. so cute. Yay. I'm the lucky one. <laughs> no, I'm the Look, lucky one. <laughs> you know, I raised all these boys waiting for this moment that I can, you know, get some kind of daughters in my life. So I'm not, uh, you know, four wonderful uh, women who will be in my life. And then, of course, I got um, <clears throat> in addition to my granddaughter. So there you go. Yes. Just, well, I mean, Thank you. That's so sweet. I, I appreciate that. I'm happy to be joining the family. And I want you to talk about what gives you the right to, <laughs> to talk sweet, about Bachelor's thing. Grove. <laughs> no, no, to what? talk about Bachelor's Grove. Tell us where you grew up. So I am a native of Northwest Indiana, the region, if you will. Mm -hmm. And one thing about growing up in the region, you know, you associate yourself with Chicago, but the, uh, the interesting dynamic up there is the people in Chicago don't want you because you're from Indiana and the people <laughs> from Indiana don't want you because you're near Chicago and you're in between <laughs> Gary and Chicago. And, you know, so therefore, you know, you're banished to this wedge of land between, you know, to South Lake Michigan and between Chicago and Gary. So uh, interesting place to grow up. Called paradise, right? There you go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so how far away was like your hometown from Bachelors Grove Cemetery? So Hammond borders the South side of Chicago. So, you know, um, it's about, uh, you know, I would say 30 minutes to 45 minutes away. You know, keep in mind, I'm taking you back now to a time before these things called cellular phones. And <laughs> what? Yes, yes, these there was a time. Existed. Oh, my gosh. There was a time before this all existed. That's so, the real spooky story. That is. <laughs> we managed, we functioned, and guess what? You know, we communicated mm -hmm. with uh, smoke signals and you know, oh, yeah, you were the one that was doing the satanic rituals in the cemetery. <laughs> it was you the whole time with your Savannah, smoke you're signals. Stealing, you're stealing my story now. Come on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So did you grow up hearing about the like stories from the cemetery? No, actually, you know, um, you know, if you want me to go into the story, I kind of, you know, preface everything with how it absolutely take it so, away. You know, I remember this, this is a, something that happened over four. So I was a young lad of 17, you know, and it's amazing what you, how vividly I remember that night. So it was our fall break. I was a senior in high school and, uh, you know, it was a Saturday, uh, uh, you know, late October, right before Halloween. So as seniors, we were enjoying our fall break and it was a typical, crisp fall day, you know, weekend. And uh, we decided as a, a group uh, of us of about, I don't know, just about 24 of us that we are going to take a ride to this haunted forest preserve that had a uh, cemetery in it. And really, that's about the extent of what we knew. And, you know, back then, it was just folktale hearsay. Mm -hmm. um, because again, there was, uh, you know, this, there was no Google machine to use, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so, it's all word of mouth. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, 
we decided on the Saturday night we were going to take a ride out to Midlothian Cemetery, Bachelors Grove, out in Midlothian, Illinois, I should say. So, do you mind me asking, like, what time it was, like the time of day? Was it like around midnight? Was it earlier, kind of around like 8 p.m.? It was earlier. So, really, how we did this, we all knew we were going out, you know, a day or two before. And uh, so, a group of about five of us decided to go out there Saturday afternoon into the daylight to scope mm-hmm. uh, the place out, to do a little scouting, to see if it, you know, what's really out there. So we took a ride out there. And I remember walking through this forest preserve along, a you know, this long path. Um, and sure enough, you see this uh, fenced in area uh, tall cyclone fence and you look in there and you see these old gravestones you know kind of contrasting the the leaves that have just fallen and anyway yeah we all took a ride out there to kind of say hey we're gonna this would be a great place to hide you know we're gonna scare the a lot of our friends you know as a mixture of you know boys and girls and Mm -hmm. you know and so we went around and we were reading the tombstones and you know these tombstones go back to like people from you know the 1700s you know, it, it, and I, I think the latest editions were like in the 1850s. And mm-hmm. we, heard, we heard that there was a witch buried there, you know. Yes, Ooh. look for the witch's tombstone. And I knew that would appear uh, appeal to you. So, <laughs> yes, and, you've you. piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if we had these uh, cellular phones back then, we'd snap a few <laughs> photos with it, you know, and post them online, I'm sure. So, with yeah. the duck lips and the peace on <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the sorority squad, the whole shot. We would have done yeah. But, you know, I do remember, uh, you know, kind of, we, we didn't, we were not disrespectful, you know, because we knew we were in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we did kind of, you know, all lean around the, uh, the the grave that we determined was the witch. How about if we hide here? How about it would be funny if, you know, we if we dug a hole and jumped out next to it, you know? And, oh my god! So, yeah, <laughs> we were we were you know going to cover it's ourselves. Intense with prank. So we were all like dialed in on this. So you know, we then left the cemetery, walked back to our vehicle, and then planned our evening. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so there's uh there's part one to this whole thing oh went God. off without a pitch a beautiful sunny you know mid-fall afternoon on halloween weekend right mm-hmm. so remember i told you how i remember things so vividly so of course i played high school football and the night before we had a game and i ruptured a blood vessel in my eye oh my gosh so, which was really cool for halloween weekend so <laughs> played along not, with the costume but, i know yeah just but my eye was like blood red around the pupil, you know? So, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a cool effect. Right. I mean, I love yeah. it. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah. Look, I is injured. <laughs> but, uh, so, but this is where the story starts getting interesting. So, you know, we all decide to, uh, we had a rendezvous time, probably about back then, I would say about seven o'clock, if I remember, you know, the approximate time. And we were meeting at a friend's house. So six cars, basically, uh, we were taking out there, there's about two dozen of us. And 
again, you know, no cell phones, no GPSs. So um, we hopped in our caravan, but along the way, uh, you know, three of the cars stayed together, two kind of peeled off, and then one lagged behind. So I was in the middle car of the group of three, and we got, it was dark, and we were about, oh, I'd say five minutes from the cemetery, and we were going through a busy intersection, and again, trying to keep in formation, as we were going through this intersection, the light turned yellow. Mm-hmm. So as it turned yellow, the front car made it through, we accelerated behind it, and then the lag car accelerated as well. But what happened was there was a car in front of our lead car mm-hmm. that stopped to make an illegal left turn. So the, mm-hmm. our lead car slammed on the brakes and rear-ended that car. We followed suit. We rear-ended the car in front of us. And of course, the back car, the lag car, accelerated through the intersection into the front three cars. Mm -hmm. So we just totaled, you know, three cars. And what I remember is one of my friends like screaming because he got whiplashed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I look forward, I just remember seeing that front car that caused all this just like hit the gas and disappear down the street. Like, I mean, like like a bat out of hell. And I'm thinking, wow, that guy just took off, you know? (gasps) So... Mm -hmm. I'm very glad to say nobody was injured. Great. Got out. I mean, there was twisted wreckage everywhere. I can imagine. So what is that? Four cars all involved in one accident. Yeah. Right. Right. Three of them were part of our six caravan group. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, of course, you know, police show up, you know, and believe it or not, there was no alcohol involved. (laughs) <laughs> glad Hard to report i know good good job yeah and uh they weren't those know. teens going up to lover's lane and drinking right. i know yeah. causing all kinds of mayhem shock lot, it's gonna shock a lot of people who know me so <laughs> <laughs> um but so I, you know the police were like you know I, they were looking for what, what are these teenagers up to right they got about mm-hmm. 18 teenagers you know stranded you know about a half hour (laughs) so um you know of course uh you know fire department came because fuel's leaking and Mm -hmm. tow trucks and a big crowd and then (laughs) what was so funny about it i remember to get us um a pad a paddy wagon showed up and loaded all the boys into the paddy wagon (laughs) No way. Yeah. So got the ride uh, in the, to the police department in the back of a paddy wagon. You know, they, that is awesome. They, they put the, the females in the uh, police cars. So, you <laughs> Good know. for the females. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I still, that was so unfair. <laughs> if I we... still hold a group. No. <laughs> if you had cell phones at the time, oh my gosh, the pictures that would have been taken in a paddy wagon. It's tweeting like injustice, <laughs> unfairness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hashtag whatever, right? <laughs> Hashtag let me out. <laughs> we had from the paddy wagon. So, but um, what I'm, uh, so of course, we all rendezvous then at the police station 
Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we had no way to communicate with the other three cars that were in our group. So again, no cell phones or anything. So, but what I remember is calling, you know, we had to call our parents <laughs> who probably didn't know really we were taking a ride out to, you know, Midlothian, Illinois, mm-hmm. um, on the south side of Chicago, if you will. And we had to arrange rides back, you know, and I remember my friend like, yeah, dad, I, uh, well, yeah, I totaled your car. We're okay, you know, but can you come get us? And, uh-huh. you know, luckily, you know, I didn't have to have that phone call with my parents. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. But so here's uh, here's where the story, again, gets more interesting. Um, so, you know, we all get rides home and, of course, cut our evening short um, and, Again, just luckily no one was hurt, but a lot of cars damaged. So mm-hmm. I do remember the next day uh, getting with, you know, one of my friends who were, they were in the other cars, right? So, and I asked uh, two of them, I'm like, so didn't you guys wonder what happened to us? And he's like, well, no, I was going to ask you the same thing. I go, what do you mean? He's like, we never made it. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, um, I was following, you know, his name was Brian. And he goes, Brian turned a corner and I turned and I ran right into the back of him and we told our cars. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, my dad wasn't too happy. Neither were. So I go, you guys never made it. I go, did you hear what happened to us? I go, I told him our story, how we totaled our cars. So there's five cars that we all left in two separate accidents all got taken out. Mm-hmm. So go on actually a few days later and we asked the sixth car, like, again, did you wonder what happened to us? And, you know, they said, well, we never made it. And what happened? Well, we hit something and had two flat tires. And so, you know, Six cars left, three separate incidents, uh, incidences, and nobody made it to the graveyard. So oh creepy. So I mean, <clears throat> I remember telling this story to some friends of mine about actually about ten years ago. We mm-hmm. were sitting having a, a a nice cold pint right at mm-hmm. a, a local bar, and my one friend pulls his phone out and he goes. What'd you say the name of this place was? I go, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. And after a brief pause, he says, you're not going to believe what I'm reading here. And this is where, kind of where my hair stood on end. Um, He showed me what some of the reports were and how it was on uh, America's, you know, most haunted list, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. they said, you know, some of the apparitions were phantom cars. And it made me think of that car that sped off into the, um, you know, in a, just down the street and it horizon after being hit so hard. And it made me wonder who was that person and was it that phantom car? Oh know. my gosh, that is so creepy, Ed. I feel like I could cry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is so, um, 
spine chilling. I mean, truly. It, you know, it, it, when you piece it all together and uh, again, uh, that night, you know, back then, you know, 10 years ago and uh, after, you know, finding out about the Phantom cards and all the apparitions being so haunted it mm-hmm. it tend to chill down my spine i'm not lying it can you imagine the odds of i'm going to send you know six different vehicles and none of them are going to make it that's exactly what my thoughts were yeah was, none of, they don't want you there none yeah they wanted you to make it that far well i was thinking that like you know it could be evil kind of negative spirits not wanting you to go into the cemetery or it could have been something protecting you all from going in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've thought about that perspective. Um, Cause none of you were hurt, correct? In any of the cars? Well, I did get questioned a lot about my bloody eyeball. So <laughs> you know, they, it made it back in the story. <laughs> they wanted to take me to the hospital and I'm like, no, 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 I didn't do it on the fact. You know. You're like, I'm just a really tough football player. Leave me yes, alone. Yes. <laughs> my bloody eye. <laughs> oh my God. That is so creepy though. I, I, I mean, I just feel like the odds of that happening are astronomically low of you all six different cars getting in an accident on the way to the same place. I mean, that just doesn't happen. And then for you to look it up later and to see phantom cars. And that was something I briefly hit on earlier in this episode, um, was that phantom vehicles happen in kind of the general location of the cemetery, but I didn't go too deep into it, but now I just want to look even further deep into it. Do you remember (laughs) what the car looked like? Like Oh, good question. Yeah. Cause if the phantom cars were described, do you remember that car? Tail lights. (laughs) Yeah. just taillights oh, taillights and smoke because it was dark <laughs> outside right very dark yes mm-hmm. and you know you just had this collision you got you know one of my uh friends like you know you know we're all thinking he broke his neck mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he yeah. was screaming, you know and you know and you just you're just what just happened here you know mm-hmm. and i just remember looking forward and through the windshield the car in front of us you know, my friend's car that we just hit you just seen him taking off it just shot away too wow yeah <clears throat> so that's crazy oh it is it is Never do, didn't even see a color of it i just remember seeing four taillights mm-hmm. you know, disappear yeah man creepy Whew. All right. Well, I'm going to have a hard time getting to bed tonight. I know. I'm going to have to take <laughs> a shot of NyQuil to make it. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'd like to do when I'm proposing this to you young ladies. Okay. We're excited. Oh what? I want to go and revisit the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. I'm in. Savannah? Uh, sure let's do it <laughs> as long as it's daytime i won't do anything spooky at night but daytime no. sounds like a great adventure i don't want yeah. a car accident at night yeah yes uh, we don't want a car accident at all okay? at all no. at all great point i would love to do that it, i mean that sounds like a great adventure yes and maybe it'd make for another great episode Ooh, part two <laughs> Yeah, so you got to have me back. Yes, we got to have my mom would love to do that, too. She loves 
visiting spooky places. My dad likes to go to graveyards too. So we should just get a whole gang. Let's uh, let's get, yeah, let's get them. Let's get the gang together. And yes, oh, no, the families and in-laws and me. <laughs> Savannah, yeah. you're basically part of my family. I know that. Yeah, if you're part of family, you're part of my Savannah. Oh my so. God. Wow. That's so There's sweet. So, tears coming from everywhere. Fear, yes. love. It's, it's all coming Anxiety. <laughs> yes, you can be um, part of Adam's family now. Yay. <laughs> Well, Ed, before you go, if you've listened to our episode before, you know that we have our guests play a fun little game. Yes. Um, Yes. The game is called (laughs) friend or wait, what do we call it? Savannah, do you remember? No, my gosh. Killer comrade. Killer comrade. The game is called kill or comrade. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have you pick a number one between one and 31 and you will get assigned a beast, a spooky movie character, mm-hmm. maybe a psycho killer. And you have to tell us if you would befriend them or if you would kill them and how you would go about doing it. Ah, very good. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go, let's see, if I go with the number six and go three times, that gives me 18. I want 18. 18. You have, Savannah, we just wrote beast. Do you know what that is? No. A beast? Beast. Beast. You might have to choose another one because I don't know what yeah, that is. That's vague. Well, I would I would uh, say that's a friend. So, there you go. Can we can we do the <laughs> next over. Yeah. The next well, number up. Let's, let's go. No, let's go the next number down because that is my son Jake's number 17 let's go 17 then 17 you have krampus (laughs) (laughs) krampus man i have to you know are you familiar with krampus yes uh he's the uh, beast of christmas if you will yes the beast (laughs) beast. (laughs) yes so I would have to kill Krampus because I okay. love, right? So it's a great point. I know. So what are you gonna do? I, let me think about it. Here's what I would do: I would put him in a car and take him to Bachelor's Road, <laughs> um, or persuade or, him in your car. <laughs> so how did Krampus comes out uh, and on Christmas Eve? Correct. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 And, so how does Krampus get into the house? Do you know? Um, I know in the movie he comes through the chimney, but I All think right. I've listened to podcasts in the past and he talks about how he just kind of comes through the front door. That's rude. Um, I know, right? Very, <laughs> very rude. <laughs> so, so either or, you could take either or approach. But okay. he has a sack full of children. A sack full of he has a sack full of children with him. He he takes children from their homes and puts them in a sack. <laughs> That's a lot to carry around. You said a sack of what? You just complicated my scheme because I can't like, you know, roast the children. <laughs> you had to find a way to get a sack from him. That's okay. what you had to do. So first thing I would do um, at the base of the chimney, I'd put a big bear trap right okay. i like so, it so that way he comes down the chimney and he could have that sack of kids with him but he's going to hit that bear trap and it's going to hold him 
right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, and it'll get his feet. Right. His that, hooves, I should say. His hooves. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to come down like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'll terminate <laughs> with two Glock nine millimeters. Just waste them and free the children. And we all celebrate <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I, and it's like your Santa Claus with the with the no. white beard. Yes, it's like we'll Santa eat, versus Krampus. We'll 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 eat pierogies and chocolate crinkles. <laughs> I love it. That is so beautiful. Okay, I'm, we rate the answers on this yes. show too. I'm giving them a solid nine point eight. Woo! It's a great Woo! answer. I gave I gave an eleven out of ten. I thought that was absolutely perfect because you're like, I want to preserve the magic of Christmas and save the kids and get them in a bear track and waste them. I mean, you got all your bases covered. Every single it one. It was of them. great. It was great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm I'm writing a Christmas book. How uh, Santa drives a green Studebaker. So. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Yes. <laughs> back about it. He'll know all about it. I will. I will. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ed. We really appreciate it. Thanks for revisiting that spooky tale. Ladies, thank you so much. Love you both. Enjoy your podcast and uh, look forward to it. So yes, thank you. love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Savannah, do you have any final thoughts? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I would be excited to go i'm i'm terrified honestly because after our willard experience i'm like something definitely is going to happen to me there but i'm pumped i'm pumped i'm ready for it let's do it i feel like ed's got us yeah we just have to speak those like positive intentions and set like the respectful boundaries and just mm -hmm. go in with the with the good vibes you know mm -hmm. and then sage ourselves before we get home obviously yes absolutely freaking lutely. oh my god yeah. i'm gonna need to take like 10 showers <sighs> <It's cold chills>. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you all so much for joining us in this amazing episode with our amazing special guest ed we're Yay! so happy to have had him on he was incredible yes. very descriptive and detailed i, I know i was like he's painting a whole picture like I everything imagine the ages yeah. the color of the leaves like, they should make a movie about it based off of his description and then like the cars like turn around and turn into transformers and like start eating <laughs> like <laughs> that's the twist <laughs> i love it you're directing it. I just decided. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, if you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You can give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Slightly Scary 13 or on Instagram at Slightly Scary Pod. Until next time, keep it scary. Slightly scary. There's 363 days until Halloween. Next Halloween. 363 days. Yeah. We did it. Good job, everybody. <laughs> but wait, when when this episode released, how many days are there? Oh shit. Three, two, I know. You see. <laughs> I just thought of that too. What, what are the magic words again? Is it I'm trying to think, is it let's, let's dive, in dive in or let's in. get into yes. it? Yeah, let's dive in. <laughs> Is that why they called it a uh, Gulagoon in SpongeBob? Because <laughs> it's creepy. It is creepy. He's doing a flip. <laughs> and quit doing acrobats back there. Well, you know, I got to limber up for this, right? <laughs>
because uh, I see my son walking in your background. It <laughs> <That laughs> scared me a little bit. A flash of <laughs> <bright>. <laughs> I said, it's a ghost. Apparition appeared. <laughs> so. 